Welcome to BizBody. I'm your host, Keith. And today, what's really interesting is that we're talking about decision-making and we're talking about if you're working with people that um, are in pain and that want to get better and move better and feel better, um, and you have a construct to help them do that, then this is a really important idea, at least that I, I've been talking to several other professionals about this. And, and it's come down to um, some very basic ideas into improving decision-making matrices. Because if exercise is medicine, and like imagine going to a doctor where he doesn't really understand the medication, he doesn't really understand the procedures, he doesn't really understand um, why he's going through the tests that he runs, why he runs them. That's what I see the exercise industry doing. That's what I see a lot of exercise professionals doing is that they run a battery of tests and the understanding of those tests are could, could be so much better. And that's why um, the understanding of people paving the way towards a, a better way of understanding and performing tests, utilizing test data, and then from there, being okay with observational science as well as, as or observations, not just what people call sciencing, right? Because not everything is going to be backed by, um, by the gold standard of scientific literature and research. Not everything can be, especially if you see things differently and you have a different hypothesis that you are then going to run a test and then try to find a solution for because everyone can do that. It's just a matter of making sure it's, it's within the confines of, of what you're trying to have happen and, and making those adjustments so that, so that you get the outcome that you're looking for. So this is all about the idea of what's behind, what's behind exercise as medicine. If it's really medicine, what are some of the components of learning how to dose exercise, how to see why we would do an exercise, why we would do a movement, why we would even um, choose a rep range, a set range, whatever. Like, why would we work on these pieces? And, and so here's a list of some of the biggest parts of study that, um, that, that I have found in my practice. And I just wanted to share them with you because they've made a profound effect on how I've helped other people and also how it's impacted my business by, by the levels of success and also knowing my scope and the, the limits of my ability. Because again, I'm human, I'm fallible, like science is also a human creation, which means that it is innate fallible because it's created by humans and humans are not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And that's exactly why we do that. That's why it's a practice and not a perfect. So number one, the understanding of forces, basic physics and mechanics. If there is no understanding of how to calculate work, even what work is or inertia or even three laws in Newtonian physics in our, in our Newtonian environment, then we've already lost because that's our basic pill. Our basic pill are the forces that are distributed amongst a living system. So understanding these forces is huge. Second, physiology and anatomy. Basic physiology, how the cells are communicating to each other, how they create different substances, how substances move through the body, how like how you create energy, energy and metabolism, how you digest things, how you your pH balance um, is is maintained, homeostasis is maintained amongst different people in different 
ranges and how to search for information with that. And then basic muscular um, integrity along with anatomy and, and, and um, joint structure, understanding how uh, how joints uh, basically last through time, like the, the joint capsule and, and the car- cartilage and, and how the cartilage gets fed. So you understand um, the integrity, um, the healing rate, and the the ability of each type of material that's within a living construct, which then requires some basic biochemistry, like what are the what's the makeup of these things? What are the makeup of these things? And then also, how can those things be degraded over time, or how do they communicate together within uh, totality in a holistic way? Which means that you would also have some idea of the norms for different human ranges regardless of the norm. So what are the norms for specific uh, genders, ethnicities, whatever, for like heart rate and for body fat and for um, sodium processing or potassium uh, electrolyte balance or you name it, like even even blood volume, like what, what what would get in the way of how somebody is presenting themselves in a physical state in front of you in order to help them adapt uh, quicker. So also communication skills, Um, being able to communicate to your client, helping the client communicate to themselves, communicating to other professionals about the scenarios that you're in, being able to talk to other people to to hopefully solve problems. Um, Those are big parts in this idea of um, exercises medicine. So also healthy skepticism. What are people telling you? What are you seeing um, as far as the literature goes? And how are you keeping healthy a healthy amount of skepticism about what's going on? So that, um, again, none of, none of the stuff that's out there is anything that I've ever created. I'm not a scientist. But what, what I am is I do observe these things. I, I try to use um, information as it presents itself when I need it in a specific scenario so that I just keep that information on the back burner for a short period of time and then work forward through it in case I need it at a later date. Uh, And then I revisit it. I review. I have a system in order to then review points. Like on my laptop, you'll see there are different categories with uh, different different, um, amounts of evidence to support or not support a way of thinking. So I, I keep folders on that on my hard drive so that I, I, I'm building a case towards something I can revisit it and review it along with any of the books that I've purchased on it before. Um, and that also leads to tools, understanding tools. And those tools can be tangible or intangible. So basically, if I have tools such as a thought process, tools such as my business process, uh, my consultation process, the questionnaire. Uh, those are all different tools, but then so are the exercise pieces that I have. Instead of saying, well, you know, um, all machines are bad, or all dumbbells are bad, or all kettlebells are bad, or reformers are bad. Like, none of it is bad. Different tools are used for different things. And if the tool is, it doesn't exist, then build it build the tool, rather it's tangible, rather if it's tangible or intangible, doesn't matter. And then have a decision-making framework because whether or not you recognize you, if you have a decision-making framework, you're 
whether or not you know you have a decision-making framework, you are using one. So as you are understanding the way that you come to make decisions, maybe, just maybe, you'll be able to upgrade that and make more sound decisions in the way that the muscle system specialists, and again, I'm, I'm plugging them again because, again, I am a muscle system specialist, uh, the way that they think about making decisions um, and that has been adopted from Greg Mack has been um, experience um, with with uh, the idea of empiricism with rational data on one continuum and holism and reductionism on another continuum joined in. So basically what you're doing is saying like, when do I want to look at the pieces? When do I want to look at rational data? Rational data being um, different different um, data in the, in, in the research where empiricism is what you can see, touch, taste, smell, all your senses for your experiences. And then holism, what's happening uh, in totality, what's happening with everything. So I hope that this gives you an idea because like when people talk about having credibility with everything has got to be science-based on, well, you know, science is created by humans. Humans are definitely fallible. So like the idea that um, human knowledge has great limitations. We, we are limited by our experiences. We're limited by our senses. We're limited by what people have discovered before us. And then we have to put together patterns of what we believe is actually existing at a specific point in time in order to help somebody have a better sense of agency, how they feel about themselves, how they move in their environment. And, it, and that to me, if we're really dosing exercise as medicine, then upping our game within these different subsets and consistently um, reviewing to become better at these things um, may just change what the purpose of exercise has been from the get-go. Because I, I believe that everyone's still looking at exercise as either a way to increase um, their, their ability at a sport, um, aesthetically pleasing. Some people want to use it for longevity, yet there are so many gaps in exercise processes that, that could be better rather than saying, well, like, I just, I just ran until my knees could no longer handle it anymore and my cartilage is all worn out. Like, how do you know that that was running that did that or physiology-based? Like, how does anybody know what's the real root cause of any of this stuff rather than getting better at understanding these pieces? So basically, the pieces, again, Understanding basic physics and mechanics with forces, physiology, anatomy, basic biochemistry, like how does, um, how does, me like what met metabolic pathways are there in the body um, so that we know how to nourish those pathways or find blocks in those pathways. Um, pathology, understanding basic pathology, uh, norms for human ranges, getting better at inter and intrapersonal communication skills so that um, that you can clearly communicate intention along with what you would like to see happen rather than what you do not want to see happen and rather than thinking that things are happening to you as a victim style mentality and creating opportunities and solving problems. Also tools, um, tangible and intangible tool creation and utilization, healthy amount of skepticism, making sure that um, never taking anything for just face value. And if you do, you start kicking the tires, start testing it. And it's okay that to, to use things and get rid of them and, and then bring them back. It's okay. Um, having a, a knowledge of your decision-making framework, well, what is it? And then from there, 
uh, using that decision-making framework to then revisit and then say, did this work for me? So I really love the idea of having a way to review your processes. So I'm going to end on that note. Review your processes. Um, find the stuff that's working for who, for when, so it can be customized for you, especially if you're working with people that are not super athletic, that are in pain, that want to feel better, and uh, you want to get different results than um, the the basic run-of-the-mill um, gym down the street. So hopefully this helped you. If it helps you, share it with other people that uh, you know it can help them. Um, I'll talk to you guys next time. We're going to be talking about branding with Mel on next Thursday. So I will catch you guys then.